When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman and Andy Rampernard. And of course, uh, Catherine and Alex aren't here yet. Shock of the century. Ah! How'd that ever happen? We'll be back. News next with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls Road Automotive Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it, it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, it is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Catherine's here taking off her jack jacket. Jack jacket. Indeed. Um, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite things that I ran into. And what I, is Andy, happening? Andy, be able to explain. Sweet it. What are you guys doing down I'm here? knocking it's, down all of the hand sanitizer. It's like you're the noise-making level of L.A. Nick, for Christ's sake, <laughs> which is hard to believe. Okay. But anyway, Andy can talk about this, but I... Uh, on the KQ Morning Show and on this show, a few weeks ago, I was talking about drinking the Celsius 
grape rush. Mm-hmm. Healthy energy accelerates metabolism, burns body fat, the whole deal. This stuff is phenomenal. It's called Celsius. Is it live fit, I imagine? Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Or live. Is there a hashtag in front yeah. of it? Is that their thing to get people? <laughs> it sounds like going it. On Follow social us media. on Instagram. How about have a fit? <laughs> right. Have a fit. Have a fit. No, I love that. They should make a special brand for Tom, have a fit. That would be. Right. Yeah, have what, a fit. <laughs> what, flavor, what flavor would that be? Just salty. Just salt. <laughs> Just That's <laughs> salt flavor. So did you get the guy's name that, uh, that brought the cases up? We got like yep. four cases of Celsius oh. right behind you. The other side. Mm. Oh, there you yes, go. we do. Peach vibe. Peach vibe. We like that. Peach vibe, sparkling grape rush, and sparkling kiwi guava. See yum, what yum. could be better. There you go. So, you didn't get the guy's name that dropped it off, though. That dropped it off? No, it's probably, probably a UPS, UPS guy. But, uh, no, I mean, I mean the guy who had it dropped off. Jim, like, yeah. the oh, UPS guy. employee. Yeah, no, I have his name. Marvin, oh, you know, maybe. His name? He said, "This uh, is direct right. from Amy here. and John Anderson." <laughs> they specifically sent me here. I can find him. All right, no big deal. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you for bringing this by. And if I end up endorsing it, that'll be a good thing because I love so, it. So Marlon LeWinter from. The Celsius. Marlon LeWinter. He's the PR for Celsius. Oh, okay. The uh, cousin of uh, Tevin's? LeWinter? Le no, <laughs> no Marlon. Yeah, you know, Marlon the Winter, Brando. Who's other famous? Marlon LeWinter, Brando. Marlon Wayans? Is this Marlon Wayans? Gee, you might want to remember famous. the Wayans brothers. Right, you know? Good God. Is, it, is this You're a regular? A I feel like this is a regular occurrence. People just send you stuff and hope that you talk about it on the air? Maybe. <laughs> it happens. It happens from once time a while. to time. Yeah. But no, I did. I, I tried this the the grape rush and I just loved it. Well, you so. used to drink that all the time. What Celsius? Yeah, I still do. I didn't used to do anything. Okay, you do go on jags. You do. Yeah, a jag. We all do. What she calls it. Ixnay. Jag. What's wrong with jag? <laughs> oh no, I just never ever heard anybody say it, so I was very confused. Okay, where have you lived your whole life? I, you're, you're the only person. You don't know anything. <laughs> that is true. It is true. You know nothing. It is true. You, but you know nothing. <laughs> well, thank you. That's very complimentary. Where have you been? But also, you are the. Who you talk to? You're the only person I've ever heard call them j- like he goes on a jag. No, they've, that's been used for a century at least. He went on and a jag. Century old. So he went on. There you go. It's unbelievable. Yeah, where you go on a food jag or something, you know. I don't know about a food jag. Yeah, you've gone on food jags before. Who, me? Yeah, like all jag? you would eat was Italian food Spaghetti. for mm-hmm. like 15 as far years. As jags that was a go, long jag, though. Yeah, that's a, that's a good jag to go on. I'm going to say, well, you're an expert on jags. Yeah, I'm going to implement okay. jag into my in, regular vocabulary. Yeah, okay. Now. He's Mr. Jag, though. Okay, well, I know. That's fine. Ever since I've been talking to my 95 year old father, I've been bringing back some old. Oh, okay. Sayings, because he says stuff, and I think it's funny. <laughs> and then I start saying people like whip their head around. Yeah, considering the Wiktionary uh, quote that they have for Jag comes from Raymond Chandler. Oh, it's yeah, that, that's right. The pretty old, uh, yeah. pretty old saying. Yeah. I mean, what, what? Oh, my dad said Dullsville the other day. Dullsville? Dull, your dad wow. at 94 said Dullsville. Dullsville. I'm in Dullsville. I'm in Dullsville, man. I'm, I'm like, I love Dullsville. It's a real bummer. I want to go live there. Dullsville. That cool cat, Tevin. Well, that can't possibly have been a thing until, like, at least the 60s, right? 
Whoa, I'd probably oh, my dad 40s. has lived through a lot of decades. That's true. Probably Sayings. the 40s. So, oh, you yeah. mean Google, oh, you, oh, Dullesville? Dullesville? Uh, Google Ngrams will tell us. Ngrams? Ngrams. Ngrams. Oh, Ngrams. It's, it, you can search basically every book of the past 200 years for a frequency of a word per year. A frequency? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Looks like uh, it was most popular in 2008. What was? Dullesville. Dullesville? Oh, Dullesville in 1970 is when it first hit the popularity. But it was in use as early as the very early 50s. Okay, well, yeah, that's about it. See, he would have been a teenager then. How about, uh, I remember the first time my dad said groovy. Groovy. He said groovy. And I was just like, I crawled under a table and started to cry because my dad said the word groovy. See, that's that's how you have to get ahead of your kids picking up dumb slang is you have to start using it. it. Yeah, but you have to, like, do it unironically. Just start picking it up and just using it all the time, and they'll be like, oh, God, it sounds horrible when you say it. Groovy was a terrible word anyway. I never, ever said groovy. No, no, me neither. I don't say it every once in a while. Feeling groovy. Far out, man. Far out and groovy. I say it sometimes. Groovy stud, boss, gear, and fab. There you go. Got them all covered. Bummer. Bummer was huge when I was in high school. Everything was a bummer, man. I say bummer all the time. interestingly. It was huge I say depressing prick. That's what I say. What? The interestingly, the word groovy comes from the mid 1800s. What? At least in I it was terms a made of made up word. What were the roads groovy or something? Uh, no. A groovy road. Let's see. Uh, Saturday Review, 1864. An ovi parent trains a groovy child, and the oh. groovy child must be the father of a groovy man. The hell I feel is like that? Groovy had a different this does definition. Not explaining back <laughs> what groovy means. It means to me. something yeah. different. Groovy man. Possibly. Uh, 1896, uh, groovy occurs repeatedly uh, in a college context. A feeling groovy. College, so it's probably made up somewhere. Oh, here we go. Emily thinks it would be too groovy to marry Miles. 1883. That makes no sense. 1883? Groovy was good. Yeah. Too groovy. Maybe she really wanted to marry Miles. Too groovy. Too cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's oh, like when way. bad yeah. meant good sounded, for a while. Right. Is that still a thing? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say. Bad mamma drama. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I said that a lot recently. <laughs> it's kind of my catchphrase. Yeah, right. We're mamma bringing jamma. it back. <laughs> She's a bad mamma jamma. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Um, i got to ask you a question. This was a total coincidence and nothing against I don't know the guy, so nothing against him, but the Secretary of State's name, last name is Blinken. Okay. Blinkin, blinkin, mm-hmm. and nod. Okay, that's exactly the problem. Because you got most people believe that that Joe Biden was picked as president to kind of tee it up for Kamala Harris to actually be the president once he falls asleep or whatever. Yeah. Right. Falls asleep. <laughs> once he wanders away and the silver alert, silver alert doesn't find him. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, oh if that's true, if they set it up with the intention of her being president. That would be kind of like winking at her, like winking. Uh, so now you got blinking, and of course he falls asleep when he talks. So it's not winking, blinking, and nod, <laughs> right there. Oh exactly God. what you said. Law firm. <laughs> yeah, winking, blinking, and nod the law firm. But you know, I, I we literally are going through a situation right now, and we'll you know we could talk about it more. But this whole cancel culture thing, this doxing thing, has got to stop. They're destroying people's families with this. And how you can do that to another human being, I will never understand. It's disgusting. Well, that 
Nicholas Sandman thing. Yeah. Um, He's worth about a half a billion well, dollars now. Really, God. <laughs> That's what's going to have to happen yeah, all you're right. over the place. You're right. People are going to have to start. They are, yeah. Well, the problem is it takes money. They got that guy got lucky because some big attorney said, "Yeah, I'll take your case." Right. But for you free. Yeah. to fight these people, you have to have millions of dollars. Well, that's what's wrong already. with our justice system, isn't it? And also, Money. yes, it is. Well, but. the other thing is, is that some sort. I don't even know. What do you do? Is it legislation? What is it? If a journalist is making up lies or repeating lies without fact checking, they clearly are. It's a disservice to the community. It's a disservice I to agree, everybody. But that's what he's and been if there's doing their no accountability lives. for it, that's what needs to change. You I can't agree. have immunity of spreading lies and rumors. You just right. can't, especially well, he, if you're in a position where you're supposed to be part of the checks and balances yep. of the entire United States. Right. Well, here's yeah. the part that I don't understand. So basically, let's say the four of you are all in the family together, and I don't like you or your husband. So I ruin his life by claiming things that he that that aren't true at all. I've now hurt you and Andy and Alex and Tevin. You've all been hurt by what I just said. Right. But they don't care. Nope. You're four innocent people and your lives have been ruined, but they don't care that they just ruined your life. I don't understand how you can live like that. How can you go to bed That's at night knowing if, you destroyed... If, if he, I mean, Tevin, so you can destroy him. That's okay. <laughs> right, all right. I'm, I'll be all right. I'm going to bounce back. Well, we've, we've, been, been we have been living, we've been living in that culture for a long time. Yes. Because yeah. of you being on the air. And for some reason, you have, when yep. you're in the public light, then you don't get to have any privacy or expectation of the truth being told about you, which is right. another mm-hmm. insane idea yeah. that we've just like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Yep. <laughs> They're famous. They can deal with it. Right. Yeah, and that's people, not right either. Yeah, people think like when like you're famous, whether it's athletes or actors or people, in, just anybody in the public eye, they think like, oh, since they're famous, they're yeah. able to handle all of this pressure of a whole right. whatever country looking at them and scrutinizing every move they make. And it's like, no, that's not normal for no, anybody. No, you keep lowering the bar for, you know, the truth and once you do that then look where we are now oh my god we're in a bad spot now have you ever looked at that star magazine that's like celebrity gossip magazine that's always in the no i have not i've only ever looked at it when it's like a long line at the grocery store or something and it's like on the front is like you know I can't think of a single celebrity couple right now. Right. We'll be like, oh, Kim and Kanye, like, Kim can't fit into her dress, and, like, here's what, blah, blah, blah. And, like, yep. all this and stuff it's like, like what does it is matter? And, right. like, Kanye exactly. said that he's leaving Kim because her hair looks weird. And then the article, <laughs> and then the article is, like, it has nothing to do with right. the head. Like, yeah, the headline does not match that. the article at all because they're just trying to get you right. to buy it. Right. And it's like, What? It's all, it's all very strange. We got to take a break. We're right back. Special guest Phil Proctor coming up next with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO from North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, you work with many different types of businesses. Can you tell me about one of them? Absolutely. Real Fishing was started by a young entrepreneurial couple here in the Twin Cities. They offer guided fishing services during the open water season and ice house rentals in the winter. They came to us with a great idea for their business, but not a lot of experience in getting one off the ground. Now that they're up and running, they've told us how much they appreciate that we listen to their ideas for their business and help them work through all of the contingencies that could come. Knowing that we will be here to help them every step of the way with the capital they need. 
Yeah, they're not going to get that at just any bank. You need Bilski. Tommy, our whole team at all of the branches take pride in providing outstanding customer service and are ready to help our clients when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. By now you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. We what? need to get them to sing Christmas music. Yeah. The first year that we won't start playing Christmas music. I wonder they Christmas album. I'm just going to sing random Christmas tunes. Okay. So t- ten hours ago, breaking. COVID-19 vaccine developed by the University of Oxford is 70% effective. No, it's 90% effective. Well, that's that's what was, that was, was tweeted out, but we've already got two or three that are 95, so I'm right. I'm thinking maybe I wouldn't even want that out. I like your effort, Oxford, but I think Just, we go back to the drawing yeah. board. Okay, okay. Oxford. One of the good news about Oxford is that it's 90% effective and you don't have to freeze it. That's I thought Moderna, Moderna didn't have to. Yeah, Moderna, you don't have to freeze either. It's refrigerated uh-huh. temperatures. That's not what they said on the news this morning. They said it had to be okay, frozen. Okay, what is going Jeff on is in like the world? My stomach is reliable. You want to but know what's But it's only happening? 70% effective. No, it's 90% effective. That's wrong. <sighs> these people are disgusting. These news people are worthless pieces of shit is what they are. They're cute little people Most who have no brains, don't know what the hell they're talking about, and all they do is spread garbage to try to get ratings. That's all they're doing is trying to get their ratings up. It's 90% effective. You do not have to freeze it. They said this morning you did have to freeze uh, Moderna and and uh, Pfizer, but now one of those, uh, Moderna, you don't have to freeze either. Is that correct? Yeah, that's yeah. From what I read, it's like refrigerated temperatures. But I, I mean, just, well, I thought I Pfizer was coming up with another one that's a powdered form, which a lot of vaccines. I think are. that's true. Yes. So it's going to be. A, yeah. We need Hopefully. to get to a point where our news tells us the truth because they are <laughs> lying to us every time they open their mouths. Good that's luck. all they do is lie. And did you see their ratings? Their ratings are terrible. Well, yeah. Nobody watches the news anymore. No. It's like all well, one. But they get it off of social mania, right. and that's no better. Right. Is that well, that's that even might worse. even be worse. Because, yeah, worse, then nobody, yeah. if like you're going to get your news from like social media, then okay, well, now take the two seconds to Google or right. search whatever it is to try to back this up. But yeah, you can't just look at what your aunt tweeted out and, oh, this must be true. Right. right. Oh, yeah, people do that all the time. Is yeah. Phil ready to go? Nope. 
He's not? <laughs> nope. What happened to All Phil? Right, we'll blow it off. No then. answer. Philip. All right, Phil, you're out. Sorry. I, te- I contacted Cassie. She's going to see what she can do. I don't even have any. Well, no, I don't want to reschedule people. If they're not available when they're supposed to be, I don't want to reschedule. Maybe he's crying. Maybe, Maybe he's, he's crying. Maybe he's crying. You know what else? Because he had a really hard day as, as yesterday. As Tom would say, well, candy ass. Yeah. Candy yeah. ass. Candy sugar ass. tit all the way. Sugar tit yeah. all the way. Oh tit all the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Phil, sugar tit all the way. Poor guy. Well, Phil isn't Phil's about 110 anyway, isn't he? I respect you, he, Phil. He is 80. <laughs> I understand well, what you're going 80? through. That's pretty oh, good. Well, the rotary phone probably just didn't. <laughs> oh, well. Can't what do you mean figure. you're going to text me? What is that? What? Oh, my God. Operator, can I get the Tom Bernard Show? <laughs> hey, Central. Central, connect me to the Bernard Show, will you? Hey, I'm old enough to have one of those phone numbers, LI5-0969. Oh. my number. Liberty 5. Yeah, yeah Liberty when 5. I had to, when I had to memorize my address and my phone number in... For- Kindergarten. Yep. It was Li five. Well, for the, five, I four, mean, five. I hate to back up your Tevin doesn't know shit about shit. Comment <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. No Did the I say that? I, mean, it's I think it's a direct quote. Tevin so doesn't know shit about shit. You know how like the I'm sure brand. podcast. That's your new brand. Doesn't know shit yeah. about shit. <laughs> you know, like how there's uh, letters on the phone numbers on an mm-hmm. older phone. Yep. I don't know if they still do it. I don't I think do they like do. iPhones yeah. still have yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah, there you go. Like, yeah. So I don't even their... know why. Oh yeah, words. So if you look, <laughs> why would they do that? <laughs> so if you look at your phone, five is L. Yeah. Oh, words. And Letters four that. is I. So L I. So her her number was five four five Liberty five. Okay. It was just an easier way to remember it. Oh okay. Jackson won when I was a kid, and we held on to that phone number until about six months ago. Yeah, and that's well, that's like oh, in because yeah. there used to be a website where you could type in like your home phone number, and it would tell you like what it spells out. Yeah, and uh, so like I remember I had a friend, kind of like that, a friend in high school that his phone number was two four eight pimp. Oh, because like the last four, like that's what it spelled out. I was like two four eight. Now they're yeah. all calling it. And right he, now. he wore it proudly, code. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Without an area code, a modern phone number is worthless. And I, would, I doubt that it's still hooked up, but. Well, my brother <laughs> Troy. My brother Troy. I still have his number in my phone, even though he's dead. But his number was blah 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 T R O Y. Was it? Nice. Yep, oh, really? He got his name. Yep. Wow, that's pretty good. I can never delete numbers of people that have died. Yeah, really. I still have a few oh, in yeah, my that's phone. too. It even feels too permanent. Yeah, <laughs> I left Vince Flynn's in my phone for a long time, but then it just kept making me sad every time I saw his number. So I was like, I'm deleting it. I got to check it out and see because I bet you I've left some DNA. Oh, God, um, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that is true. Abraham I, Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln is still in here. I just saw it go Save. by, as a matter of fact. Miss yeah, you. I, I Miss still you, have buddy. Vince Flynn's number in here. Do you? Yeah. I still got Troy's number in here. Uh, yeah, there are a bunch of them. I've got a bunch of dead people on my phone. Yeah. Well, you know, growing up in North Minneapolis, most of them were murdered. So, yeah, I don't know. That was way before cell phones, though. That was way <laughs> before cell phones. Stone tablet? <laughs> Hey, I remember when push-button phones came in, everybody thought that was a very big deal. I'm just telling you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, i got to tell these guys what I saw last night. I've never seen the show because I always worked nights when it was on. Uh, and it was also on at 9 o'clock at night, so I, I couldn't stay up to watch it. Mm-hmm. I have never seen Miami Vice. I haven't either. The show Miami haven't Vice. Either. You haven't either. Kevin doesn't no. even know what it is. <laughs> I've heard of it. Don <laughs> Johnson. Once again, just no Miami. Shit. Philip Michael Glazer. <laughs> so I'm watching it. And Tubbs, Philip Michael Glazer, is sitting behind a wheel of a car. He's doing surveillance. He's a cop. He's yep. doing surveillance, right? And these three thugs come down the street, 
and they're kind of wa- they're bopping along, and they see this man sitting behind the wheel, so they're going to rob him. So they yeah. walk, and one guy has got a boom box on his shoulder. Yeah, that was so cool back <laughs> then. That used to be a thing. <laughs> a it was, gigantic yeah. boom box yep. on his shoulder. So they come up, and, and the roller, guy goes, And roller skates? Oh, yeah. roller, roller skates. <laughs> the guy comes up to the window, and he goes, hey, bro, let me, what, how did he put it again? Oh, yeah, hey, bro, let me hold two twenties. He goes, what? Goes, let me hold two twenties, man. He goes, hey, hold. hit the road, fellas. Get out of all here. Right. The guy pulls a knife. He goes, man, I'm going to cut you up in all kinds of pieces. Tubbs pulls out a double-barrel shotgun and goes, get the hell away from my car. My, <laughs> my grandpa has a story that's very eerily similar to that. Really? Not a police officer, but really? he like old school, like... If the neighbor kids mess with my kids, we're going to go over and I'm going to teach his dad a lesson yeah. type of guy. Mm-hmm. And he did that. He, I remember him telling a story about, like, because, and to him and all of my family from Wisconsin, they think, like, Minneapolis is just, like, a wild, wild west. Well, it is so, now. Pretty much. And so he was telling me about, he's like, yeah, I was sitting downtown Minneapolis once back in the day. He's like, you need to have a gun, Tevin, because... I was in there, and somebody walked up to my car and you know, asked for some money and said they were trying to rob my car. And he's like, I just put my double sawed-off double-barrel shotgun right on the window and said, you might want to back up. You might want to back <laughs> up like, a little bit. The guy bit. left oh me God. alone. All right. <laughs> we got Phil. Oh, we should take a break then. We had a phone issue. That's all right. We'll take a very, very quick break. Phil okay. will be right back, and we'll spend about 12 minutes with Phil Proctor right after this. All righty then. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, Phil Proctor. Stand-Up Records presents the first new Firesign Theater record in 35 years. I do believe that that record came out just before I started at KQRS. <clears throat> I'm almost certain of that. Dope humor of the 70s. Phil, how are you? Well, I'm feeling pretty dopey today, Tom. You're done. Uh... <laughs> There's another word. Mm-hmm. I understand. I, 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 it seems like there's a lot more animals in your barnyard. There's a lot of barnyards here, Phil. There's no question about okay. it. No doubt about <laughs> anyway, it. So, Phil, it's good I talk to you. What can, nice. what can I do for you? Well, we just I, I wanted to. Uh, ch- didn't the last Fire Sign Theater record come out uh, at the end of 1985? Because uh, I started. A, I, I currently do a morning show as well. You should have you on the morning show too, as a matter of fact. But I started on April 17th, 1986, and I think that album came out just a few months before I started, if I remember correctly. All right, so what Tom is talking about, for those uh, uninitiated who don't know uh, who the Frankenstein Theater is, excuse me, 
the fire sign. Well, theater. fire sign, Frankenstein, it's all the same. Frankenstein, same thing. Uh, uh, the fire sign theater is a four man group that uh, was nominated for three Grammys over a long career, fifty year career, and our archives were purchased by the uh, Library of Congress a couple of years ago. So we've been we have been recognized as a cultural uh, pest, okay, in the United States. Now, the, what you're talking about is, I believe, the Dear Friends album. Oh yeah, which was a, which was a collection of uh, excerpts from our many from one particular radio show that we did, and at one particular station. But we we did years and years of radio from seventy to seventy four or something like that, including a live show at the Magic Mushroom on KPFK, oh, we were KRLA, I mean, we were all these different stations. And uh, and what we are doing with this, it's a, a 500 album limited edition of two LP records, okay? Because apparently LPs are outselling CDs. They are, really? yep, they are. Yeah, yeah. So we, we gave in. And our, our producer, <laughs> Taylor Jessen, our archivist producer, he uh, went through all of our radio shows and made selections, which, of course, we then had to listen to and approve, uh, for a compilation of our short, crazy bits that we did around the table with four microphones in darkened rooms with an audience sitting on the floor in base church basements <laughs> and penthouses. You guys are in radio, so you know they're always looking for some place that's quiet, right? Yeah, right. If they, if, if they can't build a studio for you, uh, they, they'll, they'll put everything on the top floor of a high-rise so that there's no traffic noise, right? Or down in the basement, <laughs> or a bomb shelter or something, right? So anyway, uh, it's a crazy, wonderful collection. And we, we were like jazz musicians, the four of us, Phil Austin, David Osman, Peter Bergman and myself. Mm-hmm. We've lost Austin and Peter, who was really the founder of, of, uh, of the uh, Firestone Theater, on a show he created on KPFK called Radio Free Oz back in 1964, sure. yep. right? Something like that. And it was the first call-in counterculture talk show, all right? And, and the Firestone Theater got together, met, I should say, uh, through various strange circumstances. If you want to read about it, I have a book called Where's My Fortune Cookie? Available on Amazon, co-authored by Brad Schreiber. And it tells all these strange, psychic, crazy, serendipitous things that happen to bring the Firesign Theater together and, and do other strange and strange things with my life during the course of our career. Okay? It was like this, there was this whole psychic side to what we were doing. But we found out <clears throat> that we could all improvise really well together, mm-hmm. and like jazz musicians. And we, were, we all had absurd senses of humor. We were inspired by the goon shows uh, in England, which also inspired Monty Python right. many years later, right? And, and so uh, we found that there was an audience for our, our insanity. And, uh, and basically, the people who were following us would say, I thought I was insane until I heard your comedy. <laughs> And now I realize there are other people who think the way I do. <laughs> okay, and I said, "Good, that's good. We have a career," and and we did. Uh, our biggest album was Nick Danger, Third Eye, oh, which of God. course was a, you know right a parody of, of the detective noir uh, stories, and so people could understand that they could glom onto that 
said, oh, I see. These guys are, you know, are satirists. They're, they're, they're doing parody. Kind of like uh, uh, Alan Sherman uh, and, and uh, Stan Freeburg, okay? And so that was our biggest, that was the album that kind of put us over the top. I think it was so wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I'm just thinking, Phil, that that we need this exact same thing. What you guys went through, we need it to happen again, because uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, Phil, but your brand of humor really kicked in uh, in the '70s, late '60s, '70s, after all the riots across America in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Detroit, and all these places burned, and there was a huge need for comedy. People needed to laugh again. I think that same feeling is going on right now, sir. I think nobody yep. wants to laugh at anything. Everything is obnoxious, and that's not funny, and you're making fun. I think comedy is going to make a huge comeback because uh, people are afraid to be funny right now, Phil. They really are. Yeah, like they were in you're, the 60s. you're right, Tom. You're absolutely right. Yep. And, uh, it is a strange parallel. Uh, I, I do a monthly blog, which I'd love to send you, by the way, uh, love it. called Plant Proctor. All right, and Planet Proctor is is my comic weapon to, to to help people to lighten people's burdens during these these very strange dark times. And uh, if anybody wants to subscribe, just go to planetproctor.com and uh, sign up, and you'll get uh, a profusely illustrated funny shot in the arm. It's totally legal, by the way. Uh, every every month. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. And and, and uh, David and I. <laughs> Pardon me, David Osmond, the other surviving member. Mm-hmm. We uh, have we we toured a show before the pandemic hit, and that of course shut everything down. But we were out there performing a show called "The History of the Art of Radio," which we we, we played in Washington D.C. as well, and and people loved it because again it was uh, you know enlightening during uh, dark times. But we can't tour right now, so uh, right. you know th- these are our outlets wonderful people like you, wonderful shows like you as we get a chance to talk to the to the to great masses out there. Well, it's been a huge part of my life, you know. Life uh, can be, well, I was, to tell you the truth, my neighborhood burned to the ground. Well, it all starts, Phil, uh, very quickly wow. here. It all starts, uh, I was 11 years old when JFK was assassinated, and four, four years later I was 15 when they burned my entire neighborhood in North Minneapolis to the ground, and these oh. things just kept coming and coming I cannot tell you how important comedy is to my life that humor is it's it's all that got me through Phil so you're going to do the same thing for all these people right now that's wonderful well well, I hope so Uh, and I I do know that uh, when some of our friends who were fighting in Vietnam uh, came back right right, came back and said you helped me survive the war yep okay Because, because they had shipped over some Fireside Theater records in, in a batch of children's records, okay? And, and this particular guy, Roger Steffens, who is the greatest authority in the world on reggae, uh, has been a, a friend for a very long time. He was, you know, doing radio in Nam. You know, good morning, Vietnam. Sure. And, uh, and, it was, and he found that record, and it helped to keep him sane and to give him a feeling of comfort, and, uh, and he, he could laugh again, you know? And many, many people have told me that, that, that listening to Firesign Theater records over the years, and man, we did a lot of them. Uh, we did a whole bunch for Columbia, and then we did a whole bunch for Rhino Records mm-hmm. uh, right up into the 90s, I think it was. Uh, and then we basically were touring the country after that. But 
it, it, it helped a lot of people get through a lot of heavy times. And I'm, I'm glad it, it seemed to have helped you as well. Oh, it definitely did, Phil. There's no question about it. Uh, basically, Firesign Theater and the National Lampoon albums, they were... Yeah. I had three things. I had I had Firesign Theater, I had the National Lampoon albums, and then I had uh, R&B records from uh, from a couple of different people, like, you know, George uh, George Clinton, uh, Parliament yep. Funkadelic, and, and, and uh, Marvin Gaye. Those albums got me oh. through the 1960s and 70s, I'll tell you that. Well, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing, because when we started, Columbia Records was just beginning to recognize the power of the recording industry. Remember, when we mm-hmm. started, we, we knew we were doing, we created long-form comedy albums, okay? Adventures uh, for the, movies for the mind, which combined all kinds of old radio techniques with and modern techniques, uh, technical qualities as well. And those, we knew they wouldn't be played on the radio, so it was something you could listen to in the privacy of your own home. And that's why they're really kind of politically incorrect. Right. Records are a little politically incorrect uh, because uh, it, was, it was not to be shared on the, uh, on the public airwaves. It was for you to enjoy in the privacy of your own bunker, okay? And, and the fact that we had a success based on that was augmented when FM radio came in. Right. And suddenly, right? And suddenly in college stations, these guys would play a whole 20-minute cut from the Firesign Theater. And that really, you know, catapulted us into success. And our records started selling, and we started, uh, you know, touring the country. Uh, We played Carnegie Hall. By the way, I did some writing on one of the National Lampoon albums. Yeah, yep. Okay? The one with John Belushi and the Chevy Chase. Oh, man. Those were heady times. Those were great times. God, was there was it? a, you know, there was a feeling, uh, even at Columbia, we could rub shoulders with Bob Dylan and and, and uh, other great artists because it was kind of like a, a bohemian uh, uh, neighborhood, you know. I mean, I I hung out with the Rolling Stones, uh, uh, Phil Oaks, so many uh, incredibly Crosby, Stills, Nash, sure, Young, yeah. you know, and and that was part of the fun of it. We, as comedians, were treated like a rock and roll band, okay? Oh, yeah. We didn't need, we didn't need music. Somebody called, it, called us the Beatles of comedy. And we, of course, were inspired by the Beatles as well. We used to listen to, the four of us would listen to any new release of the Beatles uh, together. And, then, and, and they were doing long-form musical storytelling, you know? Sgt. Pepper's was a, right. a movie. You know, and so we felt it like there was a mutual inspiration. When I did meet John Lennon uh, for the for the first time, I gave him a not insane button because at that time uh, we were running a, a character for president. I wish he'd won, George Papoon, who uh, his his motto was "I'm not insane." Okay, a good a good motto. So, yeah, yeah. So you'll see in some pictures that you you'll see of John Lennon. Uh, he's wearing a, a black and yellow, not insane button, and I gave it to him. <laughs> that is a wonderful thing. I, you know, you just reminded me of something. That album you were talking about, the National Lampoon album with John Belushi on it. Yeah, he does a character on there, George of the Jungle, and he's supposed to be this, you know, this guy out there mixing it up. And 
was so weird about that is his character drops the F-bomb about every other word on that whole bit. <laughs> and it was so weird to hear that back in those days. Yeah, I know. I know. We're, we're not so easily shocked. No, not, not like that. <laughs> Phil, We got I want to have you on all the time just to talk about the history of comedy. We need you more than ever now, Phil. Hey, Tom. You're, you're, I, I'm, I'm delighted to be talking to you and the gang, and you can call me anytime or, you know, get in touch with me. If anybody wants to get in touch, I'm at phil.proctor at mac.com. And by the way, most people who don't know who I am would know me because I'm Howard on the Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my daughter. My daughter just got all excited. Andy knew all about it, our son, but our daughter, Alex, got all excited. Rugrats is the best. Oh, yeah, man. I've had a, such a fascinating career. Uh, 60 years in show business, started as a child actor on television, and I've done Pixar movies and Disney movies. I'm the drunken French monkey in the Dr. Doolittle series. I am my social figure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Phil, you want to stick around for another segment and talk about your acting career? Because our kids are all excited. Yeah, their eyes are lighting up with memories. Do you have a few more minutes? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll take a quick break and come back in a couple of minutes because I'm sure that Andy and Alex want to ask you all well, I mean, about the voice the career. You got it, man. All right, we'll be right back. What are we to Bye. do? Thank you. What? We're at the end of the... No, I know. We'll just take a two-minute break and come back and do it. Okay. Yeah, we'll be right back. All right.